1: Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey.
2: Good morning and welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Thursday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jose and our sponsors today. We have the Texas Insider Fishing Report, the CCA Star Tournament, and Boyd's One Stop. Weather right now, it's 83 down on the island in Galveston. And uh, abundant sunshine today. high of 89. I think it'll be a little higher than that. They always put 89 on here for Galveston. But it depends on where you're at in G-Town. But uh, south winds 10 to 15. They're a little more than that right now. And then tonight, mostly clear, low of 82, south 10 to 15. And then for tomorrow, mostly sunny, near record highs. Temperatures again with a high of 91. And south-southwest winds 10 to 20. That's kind of more like it. So it's uh, <laughs> we're still in that holding pattern of this really nice weather we've been having. All right, looking at uh, tides for today, these are Galveston Channel Tide Predictions. We have a high at 8.34 a.m. this morning. It's a 1.2, then a low at 12.48 p.m., a 1.0, and a high at 2.56 p.m., a 1.1. So I don't detect much movement in those differentials there. It's pretty weak. And uh, with a southwest wind, it makes it even worse. 6.33 a.m. is sunrise, 8.18 p.m. is sunset. Our moon phase is 3%. We're just now coming off a new moon headed towards our next full moon. Current conditions, the buoy offshore, 22 nautical miles east of Galveston. We have a due true south wind at 18, gusting to 22. The Galveston Channel is showing south-southwest at 11. Eagle Point is showing southwest at 16. And Morgan's Point, no report this morning. They're down again. That monitor's junk. It's garbage. All right. Well, let's head over to Sabine Lake. Let's check in with Captain Bill Watkins this morning, see what he's up to. Bill, good morning. How are you, Bud?
3: I got Bill on here, Mickey.
2: Oh, no, Bill. Well, my screen it, says no Bill. Bill. It
3: I don't says, know what it's happened. Richard. I so, hear you, brother, but it's it's a fish I'm dude sorry. this morning. Well, that's all right, brother. I got a new.
2: I, I got a new producer this morning. <laughs>
3: We're all good. We're all good. There ain't no but he did but
2: type in Bill Watkins anyway. Yeah, all right. Not well, not not I got man. you, Richard. What's going on, man?
3: Not a lot. I heard that abundant sunshine, and yeah, that's uh, that's got to be. You got to be kidding. <laughs> well, I'm getting. Uh,
2: I'm yeah, getting text from Bill Watkins, and he said he is awake and waiting on a call. But uh, there, we'll go to him you after go. you. All right, buddy. Well, go. What's going on on Conroe? Tell me some lies.
3: I'll, I'll tell you what. Them dang old hybrids are, are hiding from me right now. We, we went to looking for them rascals all morning yesterday, and they finally set foot on it and went after some catfish. So, uh, Them goofy rascals, I'll tell you what. That's, they just been, they've just they been eluding me with this high water temp. Because, I mean, that thing water temperature is 90 and a half on the main lake. You know, and the creeks, is like 92. So it's, that's something else. That dang water is hot. I mean, it's bathtub water, and it ain't even a power plant like That's what's so bad. But it's uh, it's nice out there in the mornings. I mean, you got a nice little breeze blowing and stuff like that. So it's not bad. And then later on, that breeze kind of tries to die off. When it does that, you got to go. Either that, or go swimming.
2: up get wet to- and go riding around, cool down.
3: I guarantee you, there ain't no doubt. You got to do something. It ain't right. That that dang dang heat is just out of this world. I mean, you get out there and go sweating like crazy. So, I don't know. I'm just just ready for it to get back into the fall patterns now. It's just too dang hot this year. It's got to be one of the hottest years I've seen in a long, long time. So, that I can remember anyway. Because it's just crazy. But them catfish are still doing all right. There ain't no doubt. They you pull up and catch them pretty dang quick, so and I'm not fishing today, so I'll be doing some boat maintenance and stuff like that and then tomorrow we're gonna get out there and probably just go hammer on the catfish. So ain't no sense in trying them hybrids after yesterday, it's good night. I mean we spent I spent three hours looking for them rascals and we hit so many different spots and found a few small ones but nothing you know, one keeper out of out of I, everything I saw, and that's it. It just don't make no sense, but it does make sense. I don't know why I say that. Every year this time of year, they give me the blues. So then they'll it'll start cooling down. And I'll start catching them again. And I'll be I'll be just as good, So it won't hurt my feelings either way. Yeah, just I gave
2: old uh, Buddy Chavo your number yesterday. He's gonna call you wants to get his line stretched. There, he you, wants go. To catch there you go. something you pulls. I guarantee you we do. He's tired it. of this bay fishing around here reeling in pencil trout. He's ready to catch, catch some stripers. I, I he heard
3: said. that. I guarantee. You I'd love. I'd. I'd love to get him out there on them. But them knuckleheads are just hiding from me right now. But them dang old catchers are starting. To, I mean, yeah, they're to catch some bigger ones. Yeah, I'm catching some bigger ones too. So Yeah, I seen
2: that same. one big one y'all were holding up the other day. I don't know how big that rascal was. Yeah, he's about guy.
3: eighteen pounds or so. There you go. You know? So that wasn't that wasn't a wasn't a bad one, you know, it was a nice little fish and, and nice it just,
2: throwback.
3: It was, oh yeah. I mean I I get people all the time They why, why don't you eat them things? Man, no, I don't eat oh, them big rascals. I mean they kill get the all
2: brood stock, eat these little That's
3: right. The little ones. I mean, that's the thing. They're the to me. They're the better tasting ones. Anyway, those three to five pounders are the best ones yeah. on the planet in my book. But some people, some people are just into those big fish. I mean, that's that's fine too. I ain't got no problem with that. It's just I I don't have you know. Whenever I get them out there on the boat and go to clean them, I, the way I got my cleaning table set up, I can't clean them big rascals. You got to have a nail and a tree to hold yeah. them suckers up. And I mean, like I say, it's I grew up fishing for them over on that Trinity River, and and caught the heck out of those big giant things, and ate plenty of them, and figured out. Remember the, the old place.
2: days? Nail them to a the tree and skin them down, man. Pull their britches off.
3: That's it. You had to have your good set of skin pliers, Just hang oh, them up a yeah. pair of nose
2: pliers that's where you can, you know. Skin
3: that's it, down. And then you had to pull it. Then you had to get that head off there and set it on a fence post.
2: <laughs> I Let it dry you, out yeah well, that's see, what we used to do that? with big bass heads you know yeah we'd yeah. catch a big you know well when i was a kid a big bass was six seven eight pounds was monster you know when they were just native bass before the florida stream exactly. came in and uh we'd dry them out on fence posts and, look at this trophy. yeah
3: <laughs> exactly i mean that's uh, you can always tell the cat fishermen around because they'd have them big old flat heads up there on the fence post or a big right. old blue cat head on a fence post or something like that. And they not, might be four or five of them out there drying out. And then, like you say, on those bass, on those native bass, that was one of the funny things. And it still is kind of funny to me, though. Know, when you see a native Texas bass versus a Florida strain bass, there's so much difference. I mean, when you mm-hmm. like when you hook one and he goes to jumping, that native bass, his mouth looks like a five-gallon bucket coming out it of the does. water. It does.
2: It's a bucket <laughs> mouth. <laughs>
3: It is, and then you get that get the Florida strain, and he's got that little small mouth on him, with that big body, and it's you know they just pull harder and stuff like that. And you think, man, this ain't that big, but when you get him out of the water, he's a giant. And then, uh, like I say, that that uh, native Texas bass, he's he's got that big mouth on him. He oh, may yeah. have a I long mean, skinny body. A five
2: pounder, you can stick your fist in his mouth. I got a big Absolutely. mouth, man.
3: I guarantee you. I mean, when you, when you see one that you can shove a softball down his throat, I mean, it's like good night. That sucker's he can open wide and yes. grin at you. And that's they eat everything too. That's what that's what's funny. Anything gets in front of them, boy, they'll suck it down like a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Ain't no doubt about it. But it's that's wow. what's fun to catch. Why it's fun to catch those rascals? Because you think every time you catch one of them, and they go to jump, and you think, man, it, I got a, I have got a monster. And it's yeah, that's one of the things about those fish when they uh, about the bass I guess is that when you see them jumping out there I mean there just ain't nothing like it you know. With remember hybrid,
2: remember, you remember Orlando one. Wilson that show he had? Remember that oh, old yeah. guy? He Have he never know? caught any big bass, but hey, I I used to love when he go, "Whoa, look at that sucker jump!" I mean, you know, it I'm was just automatic you, <laughs> catching two and three, three pounders. You, every
3: I guarantee everyone I them, never
2: see. saw him catch a big one in all the years I watched that. That's, that it. That's it.
3: That's our jump, mate. <laughs> That's the thing right there. Well, I tell you what, and this, you know, there's there's a lot of those old hands out there, like Doug Hanna. You know, he yeah. was the the bass professor. I mean, he, professor. that rascal. Yep, yeah, that rascal there. He just studied those big bass and stuff like that. So I used to watch a lot of those like that. And remember that
2: just, uh, video? I've got it. Will gave it to me. Bucket mouth.
3: Yeah, or, yeah, that's been a long time ago.
2: Was it Bucket Mouth or I, I forget? He's got I, he gave I me a bunch it, of those videos and I think, uh, yeah, I think it
3: was Bucket Mouth is what it was. Showed but that
2: it, showed that old man and they used they were going the extra mile doing underwater photography back then, showing those giant bass and clear Florida water and all that and,
3: and right, was, uh, yeah, because real they, interesting. They, they would, they would get out there and they would cast at them and stuff like that and they'd have a diver go down and, and, and mm. watch and see how they acted and reacted to baits and things like that. I mean, I used to be all in. Not to
2: mention that, that diver in the water with a camera, you know.
3: Exactly, exactly. You <laughs> Bothering know what I mean? that that's, fish. And now we got now we got all this active target and live scope stuff, so you ain't even got to have that camera guy down there. You can see what's going on anyway. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's, even though it's you know, a lot of people still kind of misinterpret it and think it's like a video camera. It's not a video camera. It's still sonar. It's just forward-facing sonar. And you just interpret your images is is the thing about yes. that. And and that's, you know, that's one of the things. And, and when you see some of those images, I mean, you've seen several of them. You saw that one where we had the bulkhead and the flat on, right. we it on scout mode and looking. And you could see all kinds of stuff laying on the bottom. You just, you know, you got to got to pick it apart and take a look at it i mean that's the way it is and when you when you figure it all out is it's some amazing stuff it really is right. like like I, the i think it's sunday i went I actually went crappie fishing at the Huntsville state park because it's uh i got a guy that yeah, all he wants to do is catch crappie and we went out i thought it was a conroe crappie just aren't doing it so let's just go to the park we ended up with eight of them out, out up there and uh i actually was was going through and looking at some new stuff, and actually found a road bed out there that I had no clue was there. I've been fishing at Hustle State Park oh, since the since the 70s, and I mean I had no clue that little road was there. And it's a cement road, so right. I got to got to looking at it and just you know just for the heck of it, future reference more than anything for for the largemouth. That little that little lake Raven up here it Has got some gigantic bass in it, and I'm I'm really tempted on running out there this morning and just just trying to get me some topwater bites because they got got a little bit of not not necessarily full blown hydrilla, but they got some out there, and it's it's out you know about six feet deep, so that it almost lends to uh, somebody going out there and flipping a big jig. And I used to do that a long time ago when I when I was tournament fishing back in the '80s and '90s. And right as I started, I used to take people out there to right. flip that hydrilla because that hydrilla was, you know, had 12- and 14-foot walls of hydrilla, and that's yes. the same thing that Rayburn and Toledo Ben had back then. So i take people out there and learning to flip them big, heavy, you know, one-ounce, ounce-and-a-half jigs up in that grass like that and catch those big bass. And that's some fun stuff. But And, it's, you know, when you drop those big jigs down there, it's – it's, you're going for big fish. There ain't no doubt. It's everything five pounds and up. And yeah. there's a lot of times you'll pull in a bunch of eights and stuff like that. And yes, you're shooting a rocket to the bottom, and it'll stop halfway down. When it does that, you better lean on him Because I guarantee you, it's a big one, and he'll take off with it like crazy. So it's one of those, one of those things. I had one of my rod guys years ago Said, I need to know what it takes to break this rod. And I saw one took it up there and I flipped a big old ounce and a half jig on 50 pound braid and, uh, dropped it in a hole, pulled out an eight pounder with about 40 pounds of hydrilla and, <laughs> and, uh, tried to lift it up over the boat and it snapped. And I said, Oh, there it is right there. About 48 pounds.
2: Yeah. They're, they're like, only made for so much. I mean, that's, <laughs> I guarantee
3: you, but I, you know, you wanted to know what it took to break it and I just, You know, I told him, I said, this is what it takes. 8-pound fish was about 40 pounds of hydrilla. Right. And I guarantee you, you lean back on it, it will snap. But it's uh, everything else, it's all good. All right, Richard.
2: Well, I'm going to roll out of here, buddy, and uh, good luck this morning. And if somebody wants to call you about coming up and fishing, how do they get a hold of you, brother?
3: Well, Mickey, anyone can get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dude's guide service. You can email me at admin at com, or just check out the webpage, com.
2: All right, Richard. Have a good day, man. Good talking to you, buddy.
3: Yes, sir. Y'all have See fun. See you.
2: All right, later. Bye. All right, that's Richard Tosh up on Lake Conroe, the Fish Dude. And, you know, folks, if you want to know the latest and greatest in fishing, Tune into Texas Insider Fishing Report Thursday nights at 10.30 p.m. on Valley Sports Southwest or find it on at and Sportsnet. This show will give you a fresh fishing forecast before the weekend so you can spend more time catching fish. And Texas Insider, they break down the state into six regions, three freshwater for bass and crappie enthusiasts and three saltwater for the guys who want to catch trout, reds, inshore and go offshore and catch tuna, wahoo, and marlin. So join Dave Farrell, Brie Gabrielle, and my friend Captain Rick Murphy to know what's hot and what's not. That's every Thursday night at 1030, Fridays at 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. on Bally Sports Southwest or at and Sportsnet. Check it out.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
4: Radio 610 presents the Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
2: Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 419 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's go to Sabine Lake now. Let's check in with Captain Bill Watkins. Hey, Bill, what's up, man? Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) We got you. It's like, hey, hey, Forrest. (laughs) Hey, it's, it's. Real easy to mess up. Uh, Jose dialed uh, Richard's number, thinking he was dialing you because y'all are right next to each other on the list. <laughs> <laughs> the lines are too close together. Hey,
4: <laughs> the
2: lines, the lines are blurred. That's what the... <laughs> they have made it. That's it, man. Well, what's going on over uh, there? Well, besides hot uh, weather,
4: <laughs> it's hot. And, yeah,
2: uh, imagine we, that.
4: Uh, I did fish today yesterday, and uh, we uh, we did pretty darn good uh, I, don't, I went up the Texas side uh, right. and found that that clear water in the ship channel. it was pretty up there. Mm-hmm. water was green uh, you could see down about three feet and uh, <laughs> we didn't we didn't have any trouble catching fish. it was just catching ones that were Quite fifteen. That was. Uh, I, I, we probably caught twenty-five or thirty uh, within the first hour, uh, and that they, they were real easy to target, easy to get them to bite. But uh, ones that were over fifteen were not that many. Right. You're at the mercy. You're at the mercy of whatever school of fish happens to be in that channel. Mm-hmm. You know, on those drop-offs. Uh, on any given day, sometimes they'll be bigger. Sometimes you'll have more uh, more fish to keep. But actions there. And there's lots of lots of 14 inch fish up there. And uh, I've heard a couple of rumors. Now I I do know that uh, for a fact that one of my friends was there yesterday. It was uh, the activity boating activity was light. There just wasn't many people fishing. But uh, he took some live uh, Hoppematics and uh, put it under a mauler. Mm. And they caught, I think they caught 35 trout, he said. And uh, they had 12 that were over the 15-inch limit. Right. So uh, he had a pretty good catch. Now, some some days I can't beat live Hoppematics. <laughs> Some days I can't oh, the yeah, lures that's, won't yeah, be the the you know. And he might have been in a little bit better concentration of fish where he was at. Uh, and the water was a little dirty where he was fishing. The dredge is still running down in the ship channel. Oh yeah. But
2: uh Well get used to it. I mean I was totally get used to yeah. it. <laughs>
4: oh yeah. It ain't never gonna go away. They're still working out in front of the Cheneer. LNG, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know why they ain't got through with that yet. Just, they've been at it for good grief two months now, and uh, it seemed like to me that that rotor rooter would already
2: heat up the bottom where they wanted it. Yeah, the, the depth is uh, one thing, but when you have to widen it and you go wider, that's what takes the time, you know, when you're really doing a vast area in width. I can only imagine how long it's going to take them to do ours when they're widening it as much as they are in this next project. Well,
4: yeah, they, you know, that's eventually that's going to come over here.
2: They're going to widen and deepen the channel, but yeah, they're making these uh, uh, ports more attractive closer to the Panama Canal, you know, to get the traffic into these closer ports.
4: Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I well i saw where um
2: uh texas fish and game magazine i got their, uh, you know i get those bulletins all the time and uh louisiana they're seeking to reduce their redfish bag and ban bull red catches you know bull red harvests so <laughs> y'all are louisiana there well, it's a notice of intent is what they put out, and that's to change the red yeah. drum size, you know, the redfish limits from 16 inches. Uh, they're going to move it up to 18 inches, and uh, the maximum of 27, they're going to reduce it down to 24 inches. So you're going to have a 6-inch slot on redfish and a daily bag of three fish and get no guides limits. <laughs>
4: How did they discover all of a sudden that it well
2: their uh their changes have come from their biological data that showed that uh indicate the red drum stock is experiencing overfishing. How about that Imagine that in Louisiana overfishing
4: imagine
2: and, that and uh, <laughs> their uh their escapement rate is below the thirty percent minimum It's down to about twenty percent and that's uh They're not getting enough returning to the Gulf now to uh, increase their biomass. It's declining steadily. So here we go. Okay. And uh, (laughs) this notice of intent, you know, they'll have it out there, and then they'll have their comment sections and all that where you can, you know, interested people, they can submit comments. You know, to the proposed rule to a guy named Jason Adriance of the Department of Wildlife Fisheries in Baton Rouge through email or what have you. So it's, uh, well, you, you know, know, it's when, coming. When we, Texas, me and Jeff Cove okay. were talking about it a couple of years ago. He said they, they've they got to do something, it's just out of hand.
4: Well, when Texas sends out a letter of intent, you can pretty well bet your sweet bitch in stone. It, uh, <laughs> it's etched in stone. It's fixing to happen. Mm-hmm. But Louisiana seems to not be able to follow through.
2: No, when, they uh, caught a lot of flack over that. Uh, what, what were they going to uh, make the minimum length on a trout? They went to 13, 13 and a and half, half inches. inches. The half. <laughs> I didn't get that. So
4: but, Yeah, 13 uh, and a half. But
2: that didn't happen. They were going to reduce, reduce the daily bag and all that, but that, it just didn't happen. I'm sure the hue and cry was great. In oh, the can LA you imagine? Mm-hmm. Taking their twelve well, inches away from them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's just
4: crazy. Well, I I would sure have to uh, make a new mark on my on my fish stick. <laughs> Thirteen and a half. I'd have to put that a hard line on there.
2: It's a good permanent sharpie on there. You know.
4: I mean, if they're close to 12, I'll chunk them back anyway. I'll, oh, yeah. I, I can eyeball them that good. But, you know,
2: 13, 13, and a half,
4: okay, well, maybe they think they get a little bit of a spawn out of that one. I mean, the,
2: that, that 13 and a half is still the same age as the 12-inch, you know, as far as age class goes, the category they group them in. You know, that's a one-year-old one out of, a 12's one not A a is not even a year old yet, Yeah. Yeah. If it's a female, you know, if it's a male, it might be two years old, but it,
4: uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, uh, they can't seem to get anything together up in Congress anyway, so why should Louisiana be any different? No,
2: it's, uh, it's all bureaucracy. I don't know.
4: Yeah, and I guess you Act have to have Congress. that. But. Yeah, takes forever. But yes. uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's. Uh, I I do notice that there is a a drop in the numbers of redfish. Yeah, that's uh, that's last year and this year, the numbers have been down. Mm-hmm. And I'm not real sure what that. You know, maybe just catch rate. Yeah, no. There's an awful lot of big redfish in the surf, you know. And we got they, an awful lot of them in the
2: bay over here. We got a lot more bulls than we do slots.
4: Yes.
2: I mean, it's. Uh, I'm not. It's hard to, you know, down in the Chocolate area, you know, the Tri Bay area. You there's a there's a lot of slot redfish, in that system down that way behind the pass, and then over to Matagorda. But once you get above that, over our way it's uh east bay's got a a few little pods of uh slot redfish but for the most part it's it's bulls 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 all the way up through my way upper galveston bay all that it's uh it's a, it. I just never seen them all the years I've fished that many bulls in the bay you know every once in a while we'd catch them on deep reef and stuff like that in the summer in east bay but those are ones that came in and they turned around and went back out in the fall, but they weren't living in the bay year round. I mean, I can catch these bulls in December, January, February. I mean, all yeah. year long. They, it's like they never yeah. leave.
4: I wonder sometimes
2: if they even know how to leave. Well, they're just swimming around. I was around talking eating. to a guy to, at, at a Fourth of July party. He used to. He was a well-known guide here for years. He finally gave it up and got smart and went to work, got him a regular job. But he thinks that uh, a lot of these stocked uh, hatchery reds, they don't know to migrate because they weren't born, you know, had, you know, spawned in, in passes and stuff in the surf like, you know, other reds are. There yeah, may be something to that. that. I don't be. know. Maybe something
4: well, to I'm, it. Well, every once in a while i catch, you know, a 30 or 40 pounder in a ditch somewhere. Way away from the Gulf. Wow, that's such so, yeah, on that's weird. And I'm I'm thinking, does that fish, is he lost? You know, does he even know how to get back to the Gulf? You know, right. maybe he's like Forrest Gump or something. Right, just doesn't <laughs> know how to get there. And he swims and eats, and swims and eats. And <laughs> When he times out, he times out. Don't know if they ever even spawn,
0: but that—I don't
4: know if that's a factor or not. I'm really curious about that. But I do know that there's a whole lot less little reds, and uh, you know, a lot of these, a lot of those redfish get trapped behind a levee somewhere. Somebody makes a duck pond and try and turn it into fresh water, and this net. And and those redfish will raise up in there and there'll be 16 to 18 inch, 20 inch redfish, mm-hmm. you know, a giant school of them when that levee gets broken and that they start getting out, I guarantee you, these, the locals over there in Louisiana, they know they're poking around looking all the time and when one of them private marsh ponds gets broke down and and the water gets mixed back in in the, in the ditch, they're there waiting on those redfish, and they all get caught. I and mean, They catch 90% of them in one or two days. They'll Man. get you know, 40, 50, 16, 17, 18-inch redfish, mm-hmm. which are, of course, highly
2: prized by a lot of people. Yeah, and those are those are anyway. juvenile fish. They're young. You know, a redfish lives something. to be 60 years old.
4: Yeah, I don't doubt
2: that. You know, the life of a trout on average is seven to nine years, kind of like a whitetail deer. But, yeah. uh But a redfish can live up to 60 years.
4: <laughs> Whoa, what's the world <laughs> record,
2: 94 pounds or something? It was caught back in the 80s at Hatteras Island or somewhere. North Carolina. Yeah, off Hatteras Island, I think that's yeah. where that was. Ninety-four pounds. What a beast!
4: That's, that's how a many, beast.
2: How many trout a day do you think that red would eat? <laughs> <laughs> I many as he wanted. Yeah. Whatever he that's wants. For sure. That'd be <laughs> tough for a, <laughs> uh, for a bull shark to eat right there. He'd have a time. Uh, yeah, he'd have to. Uh, he'd have to have his teeth sharpened. Exactly. For sure saw through that let me knock this break out and i'll come back and uh we'll talk a little more before i have to go to matagorda if you got time bill do you have time yeah sure okay well hang on i'll be right back to you buddy well i need to take a moment to tell everybody about the 34th annual cca texas star tournament that started memorial day it's going to run all the way through labor day and all summer long, it just betters your chances of catching that prize fish, and it's all brought to you by your Texas Ford dealers, Tilson Homes, and Academy Sports and Outdoors. Sign up. You can take advantage of over a million dollars in prizes and scholarships for inshore and offshore divisions with 120 tagged redfish swimming around in Texas inshore waters, and you have other species to fish for inshore like gaff top, drum, and sheep head. And offshore fish for great prizes when you catch Red Snapper, Ling, Dolphin, and Kingfish. Go to StarTournament.org for rules, entry, and prize information. And the CCA Star Tournament is brought to you by other great sponsors like Whataburger, Showwater Boats, Mustang Cat, Dargle Boats, Haney Boats, Chris's Marine, and McLean Trailers, just to name a few. Go to StarTournament.org, call 713-626-4222, and get signed up today. It's
4: better over here.
2: After investing billions to
1: light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America up to 4 lines via virtual prepaid card allowed 15 days qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required card has no
0: cash access and expires in 6 months There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home That's where an agent who is a realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you because that's who we are Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors After the end of a good
5: fight you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medella, is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
2: Live from the Twin Peaks studio.
4: Sports Radio 610
2: presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. 437 here in the Bayou City. Let's talk a little little more with Captain Bill this morning. All right, Bill, we're back, buddy. All right. I'm here with you. Well. Bright-eyed and and bushy tail Yes, sir. (laughs) I saw you put your wife on a nice red the other day. I saw her picture holding up that big old rubber lip. (laughs) Big old rubber lips, yeah. Oh, it's almost too hot uh, to reel those things in, man. (laughs) Well, it was a late afternoon trip. Yeah, it looked like afternoon the sun was up high. I said, man, what's Bill taking his wife out in the heat of the day for?
4: Well, her back, she kind of hurt her back here a while back. Slipped and fell backwards and sat down on the hardwood floor. Oh, Lord. I think it was about time to get her a, a chiropractic adjustment in the boat. There you go. <laughs> now, Southwest and a of 20, took her across that
2: lake about 60.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, I was only going about 25, but I hit a wave just right in it. And she went, ah! I said, well, did it hurt you back? She said, I don't know.
2: It You're sure not felt 50. like it. Might have well, readjusted that she's vertebrae. She's been better ever
4: right. since. No, she's been better ever since. I got her an adjustment out there in the boat. Hey, and, uh, I got down in my back
2: about a month ago like that. I don't even know what I did. I reached out to grab something, and I got that electricity feeling, you know. And uh, I go, oh, man, <laughs> I'm man, I'm all humped up for a couple of days, and it's hard to get in and out of the truck. I'm going, this getting old is not not for weenies, you know. So uh no. I got on my 0 turn in mode, and, man, I was mowing fast and hitting all them bumps, and it did something. It readjusted something. I've been good to go ever since.
4: Yeah, that's that's what happened
2: to her. Uh,
4: she kind of was afraid to get in the boat, and I said, well, let's go catch some fish. So we yeah. went out there, and sure enough, I hit a couple of waves just right, and it, it caused her a little pain, but then... She woke up the next morning and it, it's ninety-five percent better.
2: <laughs> Send her a bill. <laughs> you fixed yeah, her up. Her tell, her tell her you want some squirrel and dumpling dumplings come October. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: uh, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I got her. Uh, I got her straightened out though. She's been doing good. good every day since. Yeah, so maybe I can get her back in the boat some more. That'll she loves hard. to fish. That's good. And, uh, she lost one about eighteen pounds several yeah, years is... ago, and she never has been able to to top that. Right. And, uh, that this fish made up for that one.
2: Hey, bring her over so, to my she... backyard. And get out there in the middle through all them wells and wait for a school to come up. Just yeah. make sure you got some. <laughs> all your knots are tied good because you'll you'll get stretched. You'll get her one bigger than that. Yeah.
4: Those things will test your tackle. Oh, they're nasty. And that that little I've got that that new uh, six seven
2: Laguna lattice stick. That is a right. fine
4: little lightweight rod. Yeah, that's that little Ultralight.
2: And, one you were telling me about a couple of weeks ago, you like that, huh? And that's
4: that. Yeah. Oh heck yeah! I can fish all day without my shoulder hurting. Right. Uh, weight makes a difference. It does. You know, I mean, you cast as much
2: as we do. Yeah, it makes a big difference, buddy. <laughs> and, uh, that's They always, the redfish, big ones like that,
4: always pick the lightest rod in the rack.
2: They do. They, I mean, if I got a heavier rod like that I use for topwater or something with braid on it and uh, fishing for them, they never bite it. And then when I go back to my little old light trout rod, then thump, here it comes. Man, I got a nasty 20-pounder on it. <laughs> Well, yeah, that uh,
4: that's exactly what happened, and sure enough, you know, that's that's not a bull redfish rod, but however, no,
2: made twenty threat.
4: minutes later, <laughs> twenty minutes later, that redfish was laying up there saying, "Net me and get this over with, put me back in the water." <laughs> so took some pictures and back in, back in he went.
2: I like them big ones. You get them up there and they're almost really too big to get in the net. You don't want to bend your good net. And I just get on my knees and hang over the gunnel and reach down there and grab them in the eyeballs with thumb in one eyeball and my middle finger in the other and just gently lift (laughs) them up enough where I can get that hook out and just turn him loose. It's like grabbing a bowling ball. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right at the top of the eye bright. sockets. It doesn't hurt them. They swim off. They're fine. No, heck no.
4: They don't, they're don't. they tough as a boot. They don't have any problem with being handled like that. But it seems like this time of year, if you fight them long enough, yeah. you can actually kill them.
2: Yeah. Oh, with a light rock. Well, they'll do that sometime. belly up deal this time of year in this hot water, and uh, it's like they can't you know, get their balance back where they can turn right side up. And I'll just take my rod butt and I'll just lean over the side of the boat and I'll hit them in the belly with it real hard with that rod butt. And, buddy, they take off. They're good to go. It's like it it does. I don't know what it does to them. But it it makes them swim off.
4: I keep a car wash brush in the boat laying on the deck so I can kind of mop up as I go along, keep slime off the deck. And uh, I'll just bump them with that. I'll motor over to them and roll them over. Right. And after a couple bumps like that, they'll take off. And, yeah. And they don't come back up. So, but you know, bear that in mind if you if you've got one that's laying belly up, floating off down the current, you you should go over there and kind of uh, do something to them.
2: Hit him in gut even with a rod, but and that sucker'll swim off every time. Yeah. It's like you knock the breath out them or something. They just take off.
4: I think uh, I think the lactic acid builds up in their flesh, yeah, and uh, they just get stunned. But after you, you know, I've even prop washed them. Just make a circle in the boat and uh-huh. put a little prop wash on them, and it'll flip them over and they'll take off. But uh, once they go down, they're okay. Yeah. But uh, every once in a while I see one washed up on the bank, but not very many. I think most of them actually survive. I don't think I don't think they're any worse for the experience.
2: But I mean, you, can, you can throw them in the bed of your truck and take them over to the next basis and turn them loose. They'll swim off. They're hardy. <laughs> they're tough fish, man. <laughs> Rough fish. That's what it's I it's like call a flounder. <laughs> How many times have you caught a flounder and thrown it in the ice chest? An hour later, you get to the doctor cleaning, and it's still flipping and, you know, breathing.
4: Still still trying to bite you.
2: <laughs> they're flounder are a lot hardier than people think.
4: Oh, they are. Catch and release they is really pretty are. good
2: on those, but uh, now if you gig one, eh, he ain't going to make it. <laughs> no. No gig <gigging> and <laughs> release.
4: No, that's kind of hard. I, he might heal up, but I'm not too sure about that. Yeah. Seems like uh, you have to really know how long your flounder are before you give them. Right. How do you do that? I mean, I know I some know.
2: people. I'm seem sure to there's have been a quite a few undersized gigged by accident.
4: Yeah. And what do
2: you do with that fish? Garbage. Take a
4: chance of... <laughs> Yeah. Either you just throw him back or gamble on not getting caught.
2: Stone crab or gar bait. Slide them back in.
4: Well, I saw <clears throat> I saw the Louisiana uh, game wardens yesterday in right. their big Boston Whaler, and they were in the Texas side of the Ship Channel. They were plumb out of Louisiana, and I know what they were doing. They probably launched over at Hackberry and. Come down the intercoastal, come across the top of the lake, and right. decided to come around and make them a, a an ambush. They come all the way around the lake and then come up and went through the causeway bridge back into the lake. I watched them turn, yeah. and that's exactly what they did. I thought, oh man, <laughs> these guys are—they're uh, looking for somebody. And sure enough, uh, you know they—they they weren't just out joyriding. Right, but I uh, thought that was pretty smooth. I've never seen them do that before.
2: Yeah, Blaine got checked twice in one day by two different boats of game wardens. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of that going on right now. A lot of people are getting checked. I don't know why. Yeah. Usually it's se- after September 1st when everybody has to get new licenses when they do all the heavy checking. Yeah,
4: well, I got, I got checked. Uh, I was up on the bank filleting fish over there on the causeway ramp. Right. And uh, they come in by boat. I didn't even see them coming. I was, you know, had my head in my business. And uh, all of a sudden I turned around and looked, and there's a Louisiana game board sitting there looking at me.
2: He said, bone. are you running
4: a guide trip today, sir? I said, yes, sir. He said, um, well, uh, Let me see you know, your I see papers. you're uh, out of state. <laughs> Louisiana license, and, man, right about then I would have been a sick puppy if I didn't have that $1,700 license.
2: Yeah, buddy. But I said, yes, sir,
4: I'd love to show that to somebody because it costs a lot of money.
2: Yeah, it does. And, uh, here, check it. <laughs>
4: and that, that's what he told me. He said, uh, I think we've got some people running running trips over here running illegally. Hot. Yep. Yep. <laughs>
2: All right, Bill, I got to roll, man. I got to head to Matagorda. If somebody wants to call you about coming over and fishing with you at Sabine, how do they call you?
4: 409-673-9211.
2: All right, Mr. Watkins. Good talking to you, man. You have a good day. Yep, you too, buddy. All right, Bill. See you, bud. All right, now let's go to Captain Charlie P. over in Matagorda. Charlie Paradoski. what's up, bud? Morning, Mickey. How are are you you doing, man?
5: Well, feel like a baked potato, but other than that, I'm fine.
2: Man, what are you going to do with all that money? Yeah. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. All of it. I sound like Bob Hardy, huh? (laughs) Yeah.
5: Yeah. No, I haven't, uh, I took a few (laughs) days off. I hadn't fished since, since Saturday, but, um. Got to go today and tomorrow and the next day, so. Yeah. It's, it's nothing new over here, Mickey. It's just like a broken record. <clears throat> yeah. Waiting for a, a weather change. We need a weather change.
2: Oh, uh, I just if we don't get the wrong one, you know, the bad one. I think it's <laughs> yeah. too, I think it's too damn hot for a hurricane. <laughs> I really do. I don't know.
5: I don't know. We're just getting to the critical You're point. You're not going to get one started, with so all this high does. pressure and heat. That high pressure, God almighty, that has uh, been on us for how long? now?
2: Man, over a month yeah. now. I was looking at yeah. it, 10 days ahead, and it's, nothing's changing. We, we're hitting near 100 every day, century mark, every single day. Yeah. I don't know.
5: Definitely a different year. Just,
3: yeah, it uh,
5: is. <clears throat> I don't ever remember it uh, being this hot. Man, I remember long. one
2: year uh, when I was fishing Sabine Lake quite a bit. That was early two thousands. It may have been 01 or 02 that it was like this every day of the summer. But boy, them trout were—they were coming up on top like redfish over there. It, uh, you couldn't—you couldn't not go. You had to go. I was going when I didn't even have yeah. a trip. It was so good. Big ones swimming around on top, throwing top waters at it.
5: Yeah,
2: and we were going
5: down west, and it was a no-brainer every day to catch a trout. And, uh, yeah. And and I heard you talking to what's his name about a redfish shortage in Louisiana and stuff. And right. And, you know, I just don't see those redfish podding up like they used to.
2: No, we don't get just that don't big see strawberry patches like we well they they're not there may be patches now. They were strawberry fields back in the day. You remember all that in Trinity Bay. Good Lord. They were a nuisance. It was the same.
5: It was the same over here, Mickey. You could get in certain areas down there west and get on your knees and just and watch the pods go by you and, and sight cast them. Was, right. I don't see that. You know, we had days where we'd catch 50 to 200 redfish. I tell sure. people that. They think you're crazy.
2: No, I've no, seen it firsthand. We
5: did it. We did it. Uh, whatever, we're just out there pecking on them. That's all we're doing, you know. It's a, the same story. The guys wade fishing with croakers are doing the best. They they pretty much get the trout every day and a few redfish. But
2: bucket draggers, that'll work. Yeah, but uh, that's what's <clears> happening <throat> over here. out here wading with croaks or or uh, filling the tables up. Yeah. It's the same thing here. Hero shots. same
5: thing here. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, with this high pressure the way it is, we're just not catching a lot of trout out of the boat, you know. And with this southwest wind, we're not getting to – can't get to some of the reefs that we want to. We're all pinned to one area. and Right. You know, out there drifting, you catch five to maybe 15 fish a day out
2: there. So – Going through the motions.
5: That's what's happening. That's yep. it. That's well, it. Day a, after day after day. And a man's only got no so change. much
2: to work with when it's like this. I mean, you're just limited to what you can do, Charlie. It's the way it is. Yeah. You know, you 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 hate disappointing
5: people, and uh, but it is what it is. We just had this old man's tournament the whole weekend. You you go one day, you catch them real good, or pretty fair and then you go back the next day and you catch two to five fish a struggle so. yeah i notice this wind is down this morning here is it the flags are barely moving here you know you said galveston was blowing 18 or yeah let me check it again it may it, be
2: report. it it blows during the night and then you'll get it to come down in the mornings and then you know About 1 o'clock, you better be uh, situating your boat to where you'll have your nice ride in because it's going to start blowing again. Yeah, it's come down uh, Galveston Channel south-southwest at 6 to 8. Now Eagle Point, it was 18. Now it's down to 11, 9 to 11. Yeah. And offshore is 13 to 16, and it was to 22 earlier at 4 o'clock. Right. Yeah. Well. From what I saw,
5: they had predicted it to be down today, so mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. I'm sure it's going to be the same old, well, same old, same old.
2: wind may come down, but that temperature is not coming down with the wind. <laughs> it's going up. Oh, my
5: God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Get it was out there 84 no on my anymore. truck
2: coming in here this morning, 84 in the middle yeah. of the night.
5: Yeah, Crazy. Crazy, crazy,
2: crazy. I'm well, sure I somebody never on this wish for uh, fall in July before. Usually in August I'm wishing for fall, but it's a little earlier this year. Yeah, yeah we got well, maybe <coughs> this hot summer we we'll have an early fall, a normal fall. You never know. Yeah. You know. August is usually the
5: hottest month too. Yeah. And we still gotta go through that. Right. You know, I do remember a few years ago we had a front come through in August, and right, and it never it never was hot again after that.
2: So, I remember that, and you and I had talked about it and said, oh "Boy, I hope this doesn't do what Alicia did in August in '83 and go out in the Gulf and turn into a hurricane." Remember when that front did that and made Hurricane yeah. Alicia? Remember that? That yeah. was crazy.
5: Oh yeah. Yeah. All right, Charlie okay. P., well, right.
2: hey, man, enjoy your last day off for a while. No, I'm fishing today. Oh, you are today? Okay. All right. Well. Yeah, my days, my days off are over for a while. You're so. all rested up, ready to get after it again. Yes, sir, ready to roll. All right, buddy. Well, ready hey, if roll. somebody wants to call you, give them a number.
5: Call me on my cell phone, 713-725-2401.
2: All right, book them, Dano. All right, Charlie. well, always good talking to you, man. Stay, stay hydrated. Do your thing, brother.
5: Take care, Mickey.
2: Later, man. All right, that's Captain Charlie P. and Matt Agora. It's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?